gets confusing around here. I had to. I'm doing free trials of all this Zencaster shit. Let's now do a free they're... trial of one of your other podcasts. That's what we're <laughs> we're in the midst, man. In well, the you, midst. You were quoting cumbersome before. Gor- gorillas oh. in the gorillas in the midst. <laughs> oh. um, do you do you want to talk about cumbersome for a sec? Was that song in your head? It's in my head now. When you're talking about flexible with my hog, I immediately <laughs> went to cumbersome why uh, song Is structure the, so- the structure that yeah that that oh, the foot the foot on that hog was <laughs> when i broke down the, the feet okay i got to cumbersome um l- welcome to jacob who's here <laughs> yes. visiting with us who's uh, who's always in the dungeon with us yeah now. it's true thank you nice to have you here um what we're doing this week was a Eric. Do you remember that this was supposed to be a beard washing for you? Yeah, and it sort of was a beard washing for me. You know? Cool. Um, we watched I, we watched Brian De Palma's movie, the uh, the Fury. Yeah, which I was just telling um, our friend Julie here is like my genre wheelhouse, like uh, telekinesis out of control. Yeah, is, uh, is a bouse wheelhouse. Why do you think that is? <clears throat> um, some of it's probably aspirational, you know, like you know, the out of control part or the political part. Sort of both, if I'm being honest. Like I'm pretty. I wouldn't say I'm buttoned down, but I'm pretty. Uh, <laughs> you know. I wish people could see what you look like right now. <laughs> you should take it. So I, this is, I woke up at 6 today, 6 p.m. after. Hashtag uh, I woke up like this. <laughs> and uh, my eyes had swollen shut all night long oh, because mm. me and Andrea and like Jayware and Jayware's partner, Marsha and Julie went to go see Heat in the theater. And um <laughs> And we went at like seven o'clock and it's a three hour movie. And I, I hadn't eaten or really drank anything before that. And I just, I took a mountain of edibles too. <laughs> and so by the time we were out of heat, like uh, we're like, you know, like we're just walking back to our place. And um, Julie is like the Oracle about heat because she just started watching it like a week or two ago and cool. she's like all in. So like we, we, <laughs> we were doing some, um, some, puzzle solving stuff about heat and she has some really good ideas about heat. Oh, like oh some new inroads, new exits, new, like completely new inroads. And, um, huh. And anyway, so I went, I, I, I came back here and I like my eyes just kind of crusted shut. I fell asleep on the couch and then I woke up and it was like having like, like just sand in my eyes mm. for like seven hours. Right and stumpy. Open them. Yeah, it was it was bad news, but it was also um, it was also terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm better now, sort of. I can open my eyes, and I'm just wearing very dark sunglasses. Well, that's good. Well, welcome. It was sort of like you know the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark when they look into the ark and it like melts them. (laughs) I think today that today is the amount of heat. Seeing that much heat. Seeing heat on the big screen on a whole bunch of edible weed <laughs> was like, it's like arc, looking into the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. So, so you're, you're pretty much caught up on my, that's my excellent. Situation. Um, Jacob, Seth, do you guys have any like eye trauma stories that you want to share? Eye trauma. Eye stuff. Uh, trying to put a contact in just once was trauma for me. Never did, did it Did you again. give up? I gave up too. I did give up. I but first I made Shannon. What was it? Okay, so I was able to put it in. So this was in adulthood. <laughs> yeah, okay. and I liked going to the, any doctor, including the eye doctor, as an adult because it makes me feel like a kid again. Uh-huh. Because I really feel like I'm. Um, I don't, you know, even know how to hold my body right mm-hmm. in there and like um they're really taking care of me and i give myself over to them completely and <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so i think i was able to get the contact in 
and then I was never able to get it out one time. <laughs> and so I made Shannon take it out. Whoa. And then I wanted to try again the next day. And she told me, I think maybe she said she didn't want to take it out yeah. again. But I did put it in, and then I made her take it out again. Oof. <laughs> that was the end of that. Yeah. Contacts are a dungeon. I can't, I like, yeah, it was like an elementary school thing, and then never again. Couldn't huh. try it. I this tried was, it in middle school and was like, fuck this. I'm not touching my eye. This was only because I was worried that my glasses would fog up when we were wearing masks. Um, and then it turned out that the mask I found didn't fog up my glasses. Mm. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Oh. I, I got contacts during COVID for the same reason, actually. I can't believe um, that. I didn't know that. I, and and How I don't, work I don't wear them either. <laughs> 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 I hated putting them in so much. And they like... I, yeah, I felt like my eyes got tired. Kind of, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What the, you know, people who wear people who wear contacts. Like the rest of us are insane. No, it's, yeah, they're just like whistling and wearing contacts. Yeah. Like, like, seriously, man, if you're wearing Fuck contacts em. now, take them out. <laughs> watch heat. Watch take heat. out your contacts watch and watch heat. heat. <laughs> I don't want to get too far along without telling you guys that after. Um, I was on the last episode. Shannon told me that I used my most sensitive boy voice when I was talking to you guys. <laughs> I love that. Tonight you better sound like a fucking man. Yeah. Yeah. Today is all about like most this is, sensitive man. This is dungeon part two where it's all just toxic masculinity. and <laughs> Since the last time we had you on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've been Talks reading some five. stuff that you should check out online. You know, so. <laughs> Did you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast? We, we didn't leave online. Oh no! Yeah, uh, Baz, had you ever seen the Fury before? Uh, yeah, I'd seen it a long time ago, and um, mm. I just uh, the only part that I remembered is the um, wrestling the on the beach. Head. <laughs> wrestling on the beach. Let's just. Can we sideline everything else and just talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Like, because I listened to, I I did a pretty thorough slow bone to this. Like, I listened to it when I went to bed a couple of times, and then I watched it a couple of times. But, so the audio part, when you hear Kirk Douglas and, um, and <laughs> fucking Robin, uh, like, arguing on the beach, like, he's, like, they're just being like, like, I beat you. No, you didn't. I won. No, you didn't. I won. And yeah. that's the audio for it. And so if you're like listening to it instead of watching it and it's like diffused, you're just like, this is a solvable problem. Like John, John Cassavetes was watching. Like, yeah, he doesn't step in. Like, oh, you're concerned with who actually won the wrestling match. I am. Or the yeah. race. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Mm, I see. And this also is- their, their, their argumentation styles. Like, mm-hmm. Fucking Robin. <laughs> this is the main thing that I wanted to talk about actually was the wrestling. Oh. Because I wanted to ask you guys mm. if you ever wrestled with your dads and like especially when you're old as Robin. And <laughs> if I also had, wanted I also wanted to ask this question. <laughs> like if you have that like um like I joke around with I joke around with my dad a lot and I think um we like have a pretty like close relationship, but I don't think like we have the physical ease that mm. Robin and Peter have in no, that movie. I think it's and I break, wonder if it's, any of you all do. Uh, I don't like, <laughs> <clears throat> it's not like there's distance, but there's not a lot of like, like there's a, like when I see my dad, like there's a good earnest hug and that's about it. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. like, I don't get to. I don't get any further down the basis. Who, who's Ernest, <laughs> though? I, I, my role is usually Ernest in in that situation. <laughs> Ernest goes to to dad. Ernest, yeah. Ernest goes to hug. I would like to apologize for my dad uh, when I was in middle school, though, because I did like we would wrestle, and I, I like. Like my my nuclear move would be to like knee him in the balls, and yeah. I, I didn't understand what that what that entails oh. really i don't think because it's not like he was like stomping on my balls nuking his balls <laughs> yeah so it was you know so mm. shouts to gary bows 82 to gary still wow. kicking no that's right yeah still, re- still wrestling still wrestling 
Even after listening to that Shaka Khan song, you didn't know what being neat in the balls entailed? Oh, uh, I mean, I have you listened to that like a lot? Like, listen to it like maybe like 10 times in a row the whole way through because mm. it turns into like free jazz funk for the last like, it's like a six minute song or something. Mm. You know? Wow. It feels like that. It's like, like, I really wish that, I mean, Anyway, I'm I'm like losing losing. Uh, Shaka Cam. I'm more like Shaka Cam right now. You know? <laughs> um, wait, Seth Parker, do you want to field? Oh, about Jacob wrestling Hutchman? with Dad. Yeah. I even I uh, haven't recently wrestled with Dad. I thought I, we were even like we're a lip, wrestling. This is like I a, feel like maybe a, I've wrestled with your dad. <laughs> yeah, more likely that you've wrestled with Dad. <laughs> We were in like we were like a weird Eastern European like lip kissing with yeah. my uncle, my dad, my grandfather, like those four, uh, the four of us. My cousins don't kiss me on the lips, but like saw so the lip kissing. <laughs> bring it up the lot. lip kissing has has died also uh-huh. in the family. What do you think did away with it? COVID. Culture. I honestly think COVID, COVID, COVID. did. And then PC I think during culture. that. <laughs> Uh, the, woke, the woke mind virus. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys have? Did you get? Were you guys expect? I mean, J- Jacob, this is what you're in for now. Is we're really trying to. It's it's a it's a weekly dose against the the woke mind virus here. Um, so no, I think that like I think that De Palma is like really awesome at push at clutching these boundaries and put and like, yeah, clawing mm. towards these mm-hmm. boundaries. And w- w- I mean, like the way that he, the, it, everything is like, I've been, I watched a shitload of his movies this last couple weeks mm-hmm. and it's just like so much action in every shot, like the way it's always moving and the lens and the eye is always suddenly he's like always stalking something that's really interesting. Ooh. And huh. it's just, an amazing. I like thinking about him things. as his, about the way the camera moves as a kind of stalking. It is like oh, and a lot of I mean yeah. some of, some of it, some of it's steady, but like uh, some of it's like more active too. But like steady just doesn't always panning, mean, but always panning, always moving. Yeah. Hmm. And he's always reshooting the shower scene from Carrie in one way or another. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean. It was yeah, nice to see Amy Irving in another one of his movies, actually. Like, yeah, he repeats um, a lot of cast members. And yeah, he has a yeah. lot of love for that. For that, and like, there are a lot of Hitchcock stuff. And total, yeah, he was doing some real Hitchcock material. stuff with her with her face in this movie. Like, this yeah. movie, like, I thought it was going to be scary, and nothing about it really, like, it didn't like do horror movie stuff to me really, except for like a few shots of her face when she's horrified. Yeah. Mm. Which also, it reminds me of, uh, I mean, we talked, I think, maybe a long time ago on the thread about how beautiful it is that Amy Irving is Carrie's, like, one sympathetic friend in Carrie. And, you know, Carrie, of course, so much of that movie is about the faces that she's making. And in this movie, it's the faces that Amy Irving is making. Yeah. And I feel like my heart goes out to them more than most anything yeah. i've oh, ever seen in a movie um yeah you, are we blessing their hearts yeah oh okay. total blessing their hearts okay i'm yeah, handing the... my heart to them oh yeah that's different that's that's different than blessing their hearts yeah it's it's i i fit there are some people like i would hand my heart to balaban like do you feel like a balaban level like oh, safety with amy irving mm. Hmm. Would she bring you a sandwich in the isolation tank, Jacob? I don't know if it's safety. I mean, part of what is part of what is going on is that she's really good at appearing to be stressed out. Yeah, and she's yeah. even stressed out in situations where not much has happened yet. You know, it's true. Like when yeah. that girl's nose bleeds. Oh, yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, yeah, it's she. Yeah. I mean, well, that's a paranoia, big, that uh, yeah, a big like, thing to have happen. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you felt like you made someone's nose bleed with your mind. <laughs> Would you use it for evil? 
Well, is she using it or is it just kind of happening to her? It's happening to her, but I'm asking you, Seth Lamon, would you oh. make someone's nose bleed? I would use it to win a wrestling match against my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sneak it in there. No, I would never want to make someone's nose bleed. Do you guys know, have I talked about how I suffered from nosebleeds as a child? Is that, has that no, come up? I don't know if you mentioned it here. Yeah, let's, it sounds let's familiar. When I was five and six, like kindergarten and first grade, I would have a nosebleed like every day, like every day at school. I would have to like go get the tissues and like hold the bridge of my nose until the bleeding uh, stopped. And were you then, allergic to cocaine? Yeah, it was from all the blow I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, at some point, like in second grade, at some point, I went to the doctor and they they cauterized the inside of my nose. Um, Wow. I didn't know what that word meant at the time or like what the procedure even was. But I think they they just like burned the shit out of the inside of my nose and it hurt so much. I can imagine. I didn't know that was a real thing. You're like Jamie Foxx and Robin Hood. Yeah. Well, but then like I didn't get, but like I've had, I could probably count on one hand how many bloody noses I've had in the 34 years since then. Should we just be cauterizing shit? I think, I think maybe, yeah. If the tr- if the problem presents itself, what's his name? Uh, Uncle Ellis would say you got to just get a tourniquet on it. Yeah, it's a permanent tourniquet. Is <laughs> is what a cauter is like? I love cauterizing scenes. Like you know, Jacob, you just mentioned wound care, but like that's a subspecies of wound care is like cauterizing the yeah. wound, and it happens a lot. What are yeah people? In some movies, it's like super glue or honey <clears throat> or like. You what know are how you people, watching, dude. <laughs> what was the movie the I watched where someone put super glue? Like a boxing. That's movie? interesting. I'm trying to think about. I can't remember now. The Palmas is like. Are any of the wounds re- repairable? Hmm. Are all the wounds more? Are all wounds mortal with De Palma? Like Cronenberg's wounds hmm. have to be are almost always survivable. And they have to be, yeah, because like, I was, to be I was like, like altered. About, and this is amazing that this was before scanners. Is that right? I was, I was trying to look it up. Uh, yeah, this is like pre scanners, but it was like making me feel like the Cronenberg thing. And yeah, just, it's like a less gross, um, Cronenberg in a lot of ways, like, but like just this, this haunted and a focus on the body. A, I find a paranoia more gross in a way. He's socially grosser, but yeah. I think that mm. like mm-hmm. um you know, he's he's more like he's like perving around all over the place. Yeah. Like the opening of Carrie, I'm just like how is this allowed to be a movie? Like <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, I didn't answer the question about wrestling with my dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, stop. Answer I the fucking question. I don't. Uh, I don't think we've ever wrestled. There. I'll has verify been... this with Mark. By the way. Yeah, so you, you can verify tell the truth. I mean, I think like there have been like slight moments of like some kind of like like a skirmish, roughhousing maybe at mm. some some moments over the years, but. Um, <clears throat> The one thing that um, the men in my family have done, this is like very tangentially related, but I feel compelled to bring it up, is there's this um, at like holiday dinners, like Jewish holidays, um, me and my father and my father's uncle Fred, who passed away a few years ago, would sit at one side of the table and there was this ritual of moving each other's plates or silverware or glasses, like just like a quarter inch or something like just like, as though you're like um, telling them that, that it like, Oh, your plate is in the wrong place. And you just like move it like a quarter inch, Uh but it's like just to annoy each other kind of, but then it became (laughs) like this kind of like loving gesture. Yeah. But it also was like, you would do it and just like not say anything about it. Like, Mm. Yeah, it was just like a ritual. Just that, this ritual. Yeah. Do you do that to anybody else? Um, no. It like requires too much explanation. Yeah. 
That would be fun at Meteora. I would do that with you at Meteora. That's where I was picturing it. Yeah. The waitstaff will start doing that with me at Meteora. (laughs) Go sit at different tables, even. Did we tell the story? I forget if we talked about that on the podcast, that the person from Meteora recognized you after, what was it, like 12 years? It was all you. It was all... No, they recognized you as well. And you you're, hadn't been you're a there. recognizable person, uh, Crowder. Crowder. <laughs> did she did she think that like yeah, Crowder was there like Crowder. twelve years she, ago? And she's like, holy shit, fuck. Crowder's back. I swear. <laughs> I still think I love it when people it. don't know who Crowder is, like everyone in my life. And Google I, Crowder. I'm, yeah. It's yeah. just incredible. I can't stand it. Yeah. Well, God is cruel. Get used God to it, is baby bear cuz <laughs> this is this is this is your It's do you have a, Jacob, do you have any doppelgangers? Well, they uh when I was in Northampton, there were like three or four different people who swore, including Rachel, I think, who said they saw my doppelganger around town all the time. Huh. And I never did. Was it Nat? <laughs> yeah, unless, after, unless it's Nat. This was after he'd ah. moved on. Um, <laughs> after and, he passed from Northampton. <laughs> from Northampton, yeah. And then uh, Shannon always thought I was like Egon um, from Ghostbusters. Oh, oh I bet that's a really like deep compliment. Is she like, is she yeah. with Egon? Yeah, she always thought he was really hot. Yeah, I can see that. What's that actor's name? Uh, Harold Ramis? Is that him? Is that Harold Ramis? Yeah. yeah. He directed What About Bob, too. Mm. Oh, man. What About Bob? Saint. When are we watching What About Bob? Oh, Holy shit. God. Okay, let's not I get sidetracked by What About Bob. Wait, so since we were talking about eating, or you kind yeah. of were, um, I thought there were three <laughs> scenes in this movie with eating, or at least drinking, Mm-hmm. That were like so incredibly sweet that made me wonder like if this is like a deep um, huh. love of mine in movies. Um, the huh. first one is actually right after um, Peter and Robin are wrestling when they're just sitting down at the table. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you've got Kirk Douglas's like spry, tan, leathery old man's body. So like, hot. He looks crack- incredible in this movie. He really does. You can like hear his body cracking under the sun. Um, Ryan, pork rinds. <laughs> He's cracking at the haunches. <laughs> Cracklins. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, didn't I, know, I was trying to be back. The haunches. Cracklins. It's, it's, like, it's such a good thing to say. <laughs> crack- <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. I, I mean, I sort of drifted off into yeah. a different series of thoughts. We just cooked Kirk like I mean before the sentence was even done. Up We're calling the Obama pervert three ways. We're the ones cooking <laughs> Kirk. Look, I got a heart and some eyes. I'm not turning away from those cracked haunches from the pork rind of his thigh. What are the other eating scenes? Yeah, yeah. Um well, the, <laughs> definitely my favorite. It's part of like that beautiful montage where um, Hester and mm. Gillian are playing video games and eating oh. pizza. Oh. But then they're sitting down and when they're eating ice cream together, this is like oh Carrie, Carrie Snodgrass. Um, just the way that she's talking both about the ice cream and about um, her boyfriend yeah. It's so incredibly sweet, and I don't know. Oh. I feel like this is. I don't know if this is like a De Palma thing, but it's yeah. so special. That's yeah. yeah. That's it's a like good cracking, point. cracking into peeking into something. Like yeah, just like really getting to like. Oh, that makes me think of that Tomaj when Tomaj was in workshop, and uh, oh, this was at Georgia, I think. Oh yeah, it was, and he was in work, and he was talking about something like you crack into the talking about this is the logos. And you have to crack into it and like peek down into the like talking about like specific words or, or like mm. parts parts of the whatever parts of the poem or whatever. But hmm. uh, but yeah, crack just like into get, the logo. Kind of getting to crack into something really special and like and peek into something that's like on another level. 
cracking into and, but like it's like but it like crab. it's like it's like cracking it's like looking into the mirror it's like you're cracking into it and then like you see your see your own self in there mm. too with De Palma I think I mean on some level I think I watched too much of it these last does it <laughs> does it matter that it's ice cream and that like the ice cream feels yes. significant it's yeah, like but, well she's like caring for her like she's yeah. a child you know yeah and it's the sounds of the ice cream and the toppings hitting the bowl and their spoons. But also it's like this scene of like such vulnerability, but mm-hmm. it's not, it's not like an emotional scene. It's yeah. not like one of these scenes where there's music playing and you're supposed to mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. cry or anything, but it hits you harder than any of the, like a scene like that ever could. Mm. That's a good point. I like that. Yeah. Hmm. Are I there, guess like what I'm thinking about ice like ice cream feels ephemera? important to that. Well, it's like it's a treat ice cream, nice. but it's also like a like a classic thing to like go. I feel this way about getting like a burger and fries in a certain way. Also, like certain meals or treats mm-hmm. feel it feels like. Um, by having Ooh, that yeah, treat, yeah, yeah. you're sharing an experience that a treat that many people have had and felt like it that it was a treat for them. Like you're like dipping yeah. into the same the treat. Syn- the synchron, the diachron, the synchron. What the fuck is the thing? Like a well, long time. Like when you the spike, you drive the spike down into uh-huh. the you know down into time or down into your memory Strike. or whatever. Straight through the mask. It's a classic pleasure in the way that like in The Witch, like an apple or butter is like really extravagant. Like because it was really hard to make ice cream until pretty recently, probably, I would imagine. Until Brian De Palma perfected (laughs) ice cream. There was no real ice cream in the Chicago area until the end of The Fury. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, could you believe this? Like the tray of toppings. I, I mean, it was. I, I love that. What a nice thing to do for someone so to slow. have that tray. Like, and the woman said, "Like, have fun." Yeah, uh, yeah, so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like that. That ice, that tray of mm-hmm. ice cream with toppings is like going on a pilgrimage or something. It's like, yeah, you you say have fun the way you would say have fun to someone who is like going on a journey of some it's kind. really the tray story more than anything. <laughs> i'm gonna tray watch the fury <laughs> yeah we need to get into like object watching like oh, oh man, man. Trey watching. Brilliant. i kept like because i saw heat last night i was just thinking about trejo and i i saw trejo <laughs> in the in the restaurant for the first time this time i was like oh, looking yeah. hard yeah you know? and He's i I picked up on Miami too. At the circle when there's all around the circle. Yeah. Is it around the... yeah. He's easy to miss. He's in like exact he's in like one shot, you know, but he's pretty clearly in a What shot. o'clock was he at? Maybe it's like where he's, your eyes a, he's don't maybe look. like eleven o'clock. From okay. whose clock? <laughs> okay. Um can I just read you I'm I just happen to be looking at the Wikipedia page for the Fury. Like I I, <laughs> oh, I thought you were like I happen to be looking at this Melville quote. <laughs> no. This is from this is Roger Ebert said the best thing in his review of the Fury. He said he gave it three stars and he like talked about liking it. But then there's this part where he's like, I'm not quite sure it makes a lot of sense, but that's the sort of criticism you only make after it's over. During the movie, too much else is happening. Oh, that's great. That's so fucking beautiful. I've Hello? never like thought I've never thought about like I often don't care if the action a movie is makes the juice. Sense. The action, the is, action the is the juice. And there's yeah. so much like I'm saying. There's like so much movement. It's it's always focus. It's move. It's zooming in and focusing in on some, and moving past something that's important. That makes and that oh, dress to kill has a lot of that too. Did we do dress mm-hmm. to kill or do we? Or, uh-uh. We did um, do. Dress. I can't remember. No. Like that. Oh no, we didn't. I then, just I realized, then I saw something about they said it said some. I'm sure I'm just Wikipedia. It was saying something like that he had said there was some kind of autobiographical element to dress to kill in that it was in the, the kid he, as a kid, just just the horniness. No, as a kid, he would follow his dad who was, who was kind of, kind of sneaking around and doing stuff behind his, his family's back. And he would, and he would kind of follow his dad around. And 
following so dad's fascinating. like thinking about that as like how he's kind of making a film too. talk it's about cool. wrestling with dad yeah there's so much following in his movies yeah and yeah. i i guess Body i double. thought it was just like because everyone's always comparing him to hitchcock that yeah, and it's like when 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 they're when you're behind the girls in the bikinis, right? The, mm-hmm. the oh, and then who not, are you? You're that like creepy guy. Yeah, it is, but it's also it's like if, it's not really it's it's not really framing. Yeah, I keep coming back to like it's not really framing them in any particular way as much as it's framing like it's Dunwoody, the viewer. It's framing oh. us and Dunwoody. Is Dunwoody just in that scene, or does he come back? No, he well, doesn't. He's back. Ahead, he's on the phone. Yeah. Uh, calling and then um if we'll talk about the camera panning there's a scene mm-hmm. where they're um watching peter i think and then the camera pans to a newspaper clipping on the inside the van and it says like dunwoody oh, yeah. and i wrote it down because nice. it's amazing what it nice. says dun 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 <laughs> Dun, uh, Raymond Dunwoody locates missing helpless. Whoa. <laughs> That's a dunge if you're located and you're referred to as a helpless. And then they mention later that he is, you know, he's a psychic. He has these telekinetic powers as well. Hmm. Dunwoody is such a good name. He's, that guy is like, I don't know where they found that guy or like what his career was, but lots of choice, lots of De Palma. I mean, yeah, yeah. lots of just what a guy, niche. What a guy. Niche. We need a Dunwoody prequel. Yeah, I would watch that movie. Dunwoody's like clairvoyant awakening. Dunwoody's. That's good. not a bad title. Dunwoody's clairvoyant. I Mother Knuckles. Mother Knuckles. Uh, <laughs> her whole life. A cap. <laughs> I love how much she like Mother Knuckles Nightcap is always a cab, he said. Oh, hey cab. Can we get I've been wanting to talk about Mother Knuckles. Uh, Jacob, do you have Mother Mother Knuckles stuff you want to splash out here on the carpet? <laughs> Just uh I mean the the with the way she's shaking her head oh. at her I guess it's her is it her daughter and son-in-law or I guess. son and daughter-in-law. She's just like Peter has left. She's Peter settled. has left the apartment, and she's just shaking her head while they yeah. try like to a, wriggle yeah. free of their ropes, and like they're trying to like get her to untie them, think- and she just shakes her head and walks away. Yeah, do it's you very think misery. You it's know, Kathy it, Bates style. Well, if you think about it, the way we talked about um the ending of Thelma and Louise. It's like where we leave them is that they're never, they never get That's free. where they stay. Yeah. yeah. They're never <sighs> free. You know, like the movie gives us that gift. It really Always does. I think about binds. them never being free. And Dennis Franz too. Like, his, oh yeah, we got to talk about Franz. with the car. So he's a, he's has a he cop. ever not played a cop? I don't know, man, but like he, Y- young Dennis Franz, young cop Dennis Franz is really interesting. Yeah, you know? kind of like not at all gritty. He's the, he's like a babe in the woods. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's so smooth. Yeah, there's a smooth kind of glow to him. Yeah, he's got a sheen. His nervous chewing is is excellent. Mm. His gum chewing. Why did? Why is it his car? I, I don't understand why they're in like why that's those two. What, cops that's what are... I'm asking. They're. Yeah, yeah. Why like, isn't that mm. just a police car? Like, they're off have... duty. I think they're off duty. But they're in uniform. They're in uniform, hanging out in Dennis Franz's like car that he's concerned about. Yeah, that's just cop stuff. <laughs> I guess I don't really understand. <laughs> Kirk, just drives, Kirk just drives his car right off the side. Wow. Oh yeah. So Kirk just drives it that off the cliff, throws himself off the <laughs> off the roof. Kirk is just like flopping around this this thing. Oh yeah, like a fish. Like he—he's like a young man in this movie, even though it's like. You know who he's like? He's like the older partner who dies at the beginning of that William Peterson joint to live and die in L.A. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like he's like an old man. He's got old man vitality. Mm -hmm. Have Have you guys seen Posse? No. Mm -mm. 
so is he's it, in this in he's in this western called Posse in 1975 where he's like um anyway he's like he seems so old in that movie yeah. and in and then this movie is 3 years later and he seems like it's like I'm watching like Spartacus Kurt Kurt Douglas I mean, he's fucking Carrie Snodgrass in a van. Yeah. Like, and it's like, you understand why she's oh like baby. into him. <laughs> For sure. A hundred percent. You understand why she's like. Baby. Yeah, we need to, we need to talk about this. On in the <laughs> is he just, does, is he actually horny or does he just, is that That's... the only way to get her to come? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's he says, so I need your body, but he's like shivering. He's just gotten out of the water. Oh, he just needs warmth. Oh, yeah. Well, he's pretending to be like an obscene phone call to not be traced, right? Like, that's the deal. Oh. oh. Because he knows that, like, probably the Paragon Institute has, like, you know, wiretapping. <laughs> oh, my so God, funny. you're right. His, his disguises are just the best throughout this entire movie are just I can't yeah, believe you guys watched hysterical. that movie just thinking that a part of it was like <laughs> that Kirk he needed Douglas her love. just like jacking off on a payphone. Yeah. I just thought he was a real horn dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to see, I mean, I guess there, you don't have to change the film, but it's like you're, Eric's you're like, sort of Johnny wa- I wanted you're Johnny to watch it, but not to think that Kirk Douglas was jacking off on a phone call. Well, there's that other scene where um, <laughs> he's like gotten out of the car, um, and his pants are around his ankles. Oh yeah! And then Dennis Franz is like, "What happens next?" Yeah, the "What happens next" look is the most dungeon part of it, I think. Because part of me is like, "Are they implying that like?" I mean, we know nothing's going to happen, but like Dennis Franz doesn't, you know, like, and he's seen some. Yeah, what level of irony is that? That's where we, true. Where we know what's going on. That's <laughs> true of every Franz. movie where we know what's going on, but Dennis Franz doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he actually Franz said. never known what the fuck was going on in, in one the of The Franz movies. level of irony. <laughs> He actually you break, you break through the fifth fronds. <laughs> he actually says, "What are you gonna do now, Peter?" Oh, I love it. Oh man, he's really good in this. He's honestly, excellent. like it's he's like also good. sort of Bugs Bunny, but like his movement is really like herky jerky, which I always appreciate. I didn't see that De Palma documentary that's on HBO, but I I hope that people say that. I mean, it seems like people have fun making movies of his, like, or with him, even though the, like, the subject is, I mean, like, yeah, it's some dark dunge, but they, it seems like he's having some fun. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you all think, um, I was trying to think about Peter, and I like this whole trope of, like, the good guy having to do bad things. Yeah. Um, but also, I was thinking about it more, and it's not only that with him, he pretty much treats everybody with, like contempt, including and maybe especially Hester. Yeah. Like the whole movie, either with impatience or contempt. Except maybe Mother Knuckles. Yeah, yeah. you mean like Peter, like Kirk Douglas? Yeah. He's got a grease yeah, knuckles. Well he's like bit. you I think we're supposed to be like very he's like aware. a master of negotiating. Well it's also just like the movie begins with him like losing his son yeah. and like and like knowing the terms on which like he sees enough to know the terms on which he's lost his son. Mm. And, and so then, yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's a, it's an obsession movie. So uh, like everything that happens or to like him this is a thing con- that's confidence in man. It's like, it's such like the, this game yeah. of trying to advance and get to the, well, the thing about Kirk Douglas as an actor though, is that you don't, at least maybe just his charisma and his, crispiness but he's he's really into being a sort of you don't feel tricked by him even when he's tricking you mm-hmm. like yeah like, so, there's yeah, a sincerity like a... to it like i feel like he really feels something for carrie snodgrass at the same time incidentally he's fucking her to get to his son you know 
I mean, you can tell that he feels something for her because of how he reacts to her death. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think that if you did like a close up of anybody's face in that situation, there's going to be some shock. At it. But, no, like, I mean like what he like afterwards. He, yeah. he sobs on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm I, talking I mean, more about like when the way that he talks to her. And, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. you know, oh, he's it, impatient. Like, he's like, like fishing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess you're right. He's, he's a man on a mission. So he's kind of, <laughs> you know, niceties aside the whole movie. Like yeah. That. Yeah. It feels that way. If he, hmm. if he needs your clothes, he's going to tie you up and take them. <laughs> um, Dennis Franz's mom was Jewish. Ooh. Just, just letting you know. <laughs> wow. I think we, I think, you know, we can make of that what we will. We can make of that what we will. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, I didn't know. You know, yes, he portrays anxiety in a way that I could. He has sink not my teeth into. He has. He is alive, and he has not acted in a movie or TV since 1998. Dennis, let's have you on. I wonder what's I going well. on. He was so rattled after his car got driven into the lake. Yeah. Huh. So strange. The last TV show he was on was Sesame Street. Oh. And the last movie he was in was City of Angels. He's a little angel. Oh. Jacob, you've been you've been edging for like forty episodes here, whatever. What's what's uh What's what? What are you hankering for? What? What's uh? What can we interest you in? What can we interest you in? Do you want any of these jewels or swords behind me, or do you have enough coins? Do you want to get some elixirs? What else do you have in your notes? I just noticed the Mister BL. Oh yeah! Oh, there's a oh, BLP. Oh, yeah, in this. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about okay. The that's your name. That's actually your name. But I thought you had like a a glowing. <laughs> Like a Mr. BL sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have like a neon like Mr. BL that it's like you know those selfie sticks? I just like yeah. hold it up. Oh, yeah. amazing. It's yeah. so it's so great that you're Mr. BL now. I Wait, love this is so there a much. Shirt? Are there shirt we need to make that shirt? What's I just wrong? I truly love I being to... Mr. BL. I love BL. What's wrong with me? Lot. Why can't I just des- why can't I just pump these yeah, shirts out? Yeah, why can't you out? just pump the shirts out? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even afford these shirts. <laughs> Look in a mirror. Slap myself. Slap myself in the mirror. Slap your- <laughs> Make these fucking shirts. I could oh, tell you all um, a very dunge story that happened just two yeah. days ago. Ooh, Do ooh. it. Or maybe I'm just yesterday. Well, um, wait, wait. Should does that mean? Should we be off the menu? We might be. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'll be your fill-in when you are blue So you can fool me some more I know you'll hike it Someday you'll pack Then you'll be leaving my door But I kinda like it Taking you back So you can fool me some more I only look for when in season, ah, but you're the rose that comes and goes without a reason. I make my mind up, I'm just a fool, someday I'll even the score, only to wind up breaking the rule, so you can fool me some more. So I guess maybe 
three days ago, um, Shannon was giving our son Mishi a bath. And usually if someone comes to the door, uh, Shannon and I have sort of divided our house up, like our household tasks up pretty evenly. Yeah. And some of it was talked about and some of it was not talked about, but (laughs) Shannon generally goes to the door. um, Mm -hmm. And especially if it's like a solicitor. Oh yes. Okay. I, yo, I, this is the same. Okay. Okay. Cause no one wants to yeah. risk you letting them into the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're too nice. We're too Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're already on to me. Yeah. So Sh- Shannon was giving me Shabbat. So I had to go, even though I really didn't have to, but like I could feel myself propelled and I, I saw that they were walking away, but for whatever reason, oh my God. <laughs> I could already tell it was, it was someone trying to sell me something and I still opened the door. Um, it's kind of like this one time where this friend who used to just pop in mm-hmm. and we uh, didn't like it when he popped in, we uh, eventually had to get curtains where he couldn't see in through our clear front door anymore. <laughs> but then he, the first time after we installed those curtains, he popped in and he knocked on the door and I just parted the curtains and looked out <laughs> and then I had to let him in. So that, that same instinct had me opening the door yeah. and this person was uh, trying to get me to do a free gutter inspection. And within like three minutes, she had like my phone number and we had an appointment and she mm-hmm. had like my social security and like, oh so then they made an appointment to come and then Shannon was like, well, don't worry, you know, we can just cancel it. And, uh, but then they started blowing up my phone, like oh, texting yeah. and calling and telling me I had to confirm the appointment. So I just ignored it. Um, and then <laughs> eventually they just showed up for the appointment and I wanted to hide in the house. Yeah, I didn't want to go to the door, which this is the part that feels so dunge. Um, And Shannon just wasn't having it. So she just went out and told them, like, my husband, you know, will like say yes to anything. But we actually (laughs) don't want this uh, inspection. (laughs) And she said she could tell by the look on the guy's face that he knew that I was hiding inside. Yeah, that's so good. That's really good. Hiding That's in such your a own hiding house. in your own house. <laughs> yeah. is. That's so, so lovely. That's exactly. Uh, oh. That's the most sensitive brother shit too. That's some. Yeah. There's some overlap with me on that too. I can't say no. Like I don't, I don't want whatever it is they're selling. I don't even yeah. want to talk to them just because you know, I, I don't even want to put them in the position of like coming back because I just feel bad that I made that appointment, but I couldn't not say yes. And then yeah. when they came back, I couldn't confront. You couldn't uh, fit. I couldn't them. face it. What you had put into motion. So, yeah, okay. You you've couldn't. synthesized that, that like range, <laughs> that space between um, not being able to avoid the thing and not being able to confront the thing <laughs> oh. and then living, living in that space. Living, vibrating in the space. That's like, that's the dungeon kernel. Holy shit. Are there protagonists in films that are caught in that dungeon? Because hmm. that's such a common dungeon. It feels like a, it feels it's not like represented a, in film. That it's a little like a different thing. I mean, it's, uh, not, uh, it's not as simple as like I mean, damned not, if you not. do, damned if you don't, right? Like it's, it's different than that. I so relate to that though. Like that's mm. like basically like I you grew up in Ohio, right? Yes. Okay. Mm. Explained. I mean that like I grew up in Indiana, <laughs> like that's like that's I when I one time I was um in Northern California and I was really alone and uh dunged out and I let Jehovah's Witnesses in just because oh, yeah. I was bored and lonely. Yeah. And I was like uh, I'm not And that's why you are that religion now. Yeah, yeah. But I was just we like, are, yeah. I was pretty upfront about it. I was like, look, I'm not buying what you're selling, but I'm making some Rice Krispie treats you want in, you know? And they, I think that, I think that that was, that, that felt good in a way. Were they but, weed Rice Krispie treats? Oh God, no, this is like 97, but I wish, uh, okay. I wish they were. That's, um, that is have weed, you, you weed are a host. 97. That is a, you're, when I think about you, that's one of, 
yeah, yeah. as your as you of you as a host, a, a, as host? a kind I'm, host. In a way, I feel like a I'm a good care, leader of an opium care, den. Care, yeah, a care a caregiver. Wait, you feel like you're a good what? Like opium. I'm a good proprietor of an opium den. Yeah. you know, mm. like yeah, a, yeah. A, a a goodwill opium den. I think that's what the listener called it at one point. Like, yeah, it's like a so it's like a yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to mix. I like to care for the people. Um, I had a uh, Andrea uh, came back. She just like let me sleep off my eye boogers all day, and um, <laughs> and she she had gone to the thrift store with with her friend, and she brought back this like red piece of fabric for me to put under my under the various psychedelics on my kitchen table, and. Um, it, but it looked like a little red shawl and I got really excited that she had gotten me a little old lady oh. shawl. Cause I was just like, and I got excited. I was like, Oh, like this is like my Sicilian great grandmother <laughs> in me that just wants to listen to people chew food is like, you know, like really, really yeah. sort so of kind. into that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's kindness. There's maybe, I, there's nothing nefarious about it, but there's something weird about that level of it. Uh, um, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I um, I put up a real wall. I like. I can't. I think I used to like the idea of talking to like weirdo solicitors, and now I just feel like I basically like when these people call me on the phone or stop by my house. I literally like the only words I can manage to say are just like I can't. <laughs> I can't. It's really good. Yeah, and then they you leave. know what that means. It's like yeah, it's like amazing. I'm sorry, I can't. I just <laughs> yeah. I really admire that. I mean, you're mm. you, that's like a much more gracious thing to mm. do than what I yeah. did. No, I'm, yeah, I mean, no, mine no, is no. not only like I mean, just like the cowardice. Like I couldn't believe. Like Shannon was laughing about it, but I also actually felt when I was hiding. I felt like pretty pitiful. Yeah, no, that's a hard well, moment. Yeah. But also it's like when from the outside, it's not like a moment that like I would ever judge. I would think like, oh, that's that's one of like it is one of the things when you told told us that story, I was like, that yeah. added to my appreciation of the Jacob Botting uh, experience. Also, if you're if you if 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 what you're doing is selling stuff to people. You have to imagine there's all types of people you're selling stuff to. And like that some of those people might be people who can't say no to you and can't buy the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Shannon was telling me, like, I was trying to explain that when this woman first showed up, that she, I thought that it was like a public service, like something having Uh to do with like the environment like we're looking at we're doing the neighborhoods yeah was it sort of subtly framed that way like this is a public good yeah so that's kind of like and shannon was saying like that was on purpose they're trying to get you to do this so they make it seem like a certain thing from the outset and that you know i even said like can you um like leave your phone number so I can call you back. Uh And she had an answer for everything. She was like, well, we're going to be in the neighborhood on, you know, Wednesday only. So, and I was just like, Oh, well, (laughs) I guess you better come back on Wednesday then. (laughs) You were, the more that I hear about this though, the more I think about it as like the sort of like Aikido of sales that happens. It's like, when, at at what point is it just like, yeah. How do you re, how do you change that inner, move that energy back around I, what do you do with that energy i did i did something worse than you did like not that what you did is worse but mine exciting. had effects on other people so i uh so in the english department i was i was like really there was some dungeon stuff this semester so like everything's good now but like i was just like kind of morose at like 8 a.m in the morning sometimes when i was yeah. like in my office mm-hmm. and uh, a representative from like a sort of book publishing company like the you know, like textbook sales people came and i hate that shit like i'm just like go fuck yourselves like i don't need to charge undergrads like you know three hundred dollars for your bullshit book that i'm gonna read four pages of that like i like sort of like on principle and in practice think 
is like a shitty way to teach, you mm-hmm. know? So like, um, anyway, but it was like, but I, I've, I've been in the dungeon, not in a sales dungeon, but I just, you recognize like that. That's yeah. That's when, like you, when you're getting too. into the, when you started, when you're in that. Yeah. When you, yeah. So when you're banging on doors, it's like, there's empathy to the door banger, you know? Yeah. And, um, Shouts so to anyway, the door shouts to the door banger. So like she, she started asking me, she's like, what do you teach? And I, I didn't know who she was, you know, but it was like, you could tell that there's like a checklist of like ways to go through stuff. But, um, and she was like, do you know where the first year experience is? And I like, I, I, I walked her over to my boss, Jason's office. Uh, and, um, basically like, like threw a grenade, threw a sales grenade in his office and then like book to the, and, and I feel like for me, like, you know, if I think about that, like objectively, it's like, it's, it's like sort of like that part of things was not exactly selfish, but it had like some, there was, a, there was a human cost to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I sort of took the cowardly way out in that, like, I'm being very like gracious to this person, even though I'm not like, I'm kind of wasting her time too. Yeah. 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 That, like, the but, but I wasn't going to be like, like, look, we like they like they're never going to buy your fucking textbook or whatever, right. you know. Um, but I I did like sort of like it, it, it is it is like a sort of just like sales gliding someone so through. And then and then but Jacob, like, you probably yeah. had I mean, the person was probably really excited. They've been really excited. Did she seem so like you gave some excitement that gives some excitement? What and, were the you know, they, like? and they know this is just a quote. They know it's, not, it's still not going to be like a. You know, they, it may not be a deal, but it gives them, a, you know, you gave them a little bit of excitement. They're uh, still calling me after Shannon turned them away. They, they're still calling me today. They're like, we're going to find the waves. When, she, when that wife is out of town, we're going to get in there and clean those <laughs> if, if they'll come out to Colorado, I mean, I don't I don't own this carriage house, but I'll let them do a free gutter inspection. Yeah, if, they can come right here. Come over here. <laughs> oh, they can do a free gutter. Yeah, that's what. That's right. how you should get out of this conundrum. You could be like, "Look, I got some friends. They are in different states, <laughs> but uh, like, I got some leads for you. I've been I'm working. on a podcast with these guys. <laughs> yeah. they need I've been generating clean. leads. I'm like a flamenco dancer, you know. Like, I mean, I'm mostly. I think I'm mostly mad at myself actually because, in this weird way, I just wasn't present with her. Like. I I had the door. What I did was I opened the door and had half of my body out, but then refused to step out onto the porch and close the door behind me. So the whole time she is like succeeding in signing me up for this appointment, but I'm not even giving her the time of day to like be present with her, even if it is a sales pitch to just, Uh and I feel like I wish I could get out of this dungeon just so I could like talk to this person, even if it is on her terms, yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah. a way that like I can be okay Some, with, yeah, the, with somewhere in between, I can't and yeah, and I can, right, yeah, yeah, wow, so, no, you're right. It's like, like I, I feel like not to, but like at least when I do something like that, it's like I've noticed at this point in my life, like I'm not rude, but I like I have. Like, I think I have some boundaries. I don't know why, but like maybe over the last couple of years, I've just been like, maybe I'm just tired, you know, like, but uh, there's something about, uh, you know, just talking to somebody like that and, um, and just sort of, you don't want to, you don't want to give it your all, you know, (laughs) like, like, I don't, I don't, so uh, did, did it's interesting, but like the, the the multifaceted dungeon here is interesting. Like I like that it involves Shannon too, and that like yeah. you know that there's a way in which I think that like Shannon just like recognizes something about like what's difficult for for you to encounter. Like that's it's such a loving thing to be like, look, I'm just gonna wrap this up. You know? Yeah, like well, it was really like, beautiful too because then I like I was hiding in the kitchen, but then it was taking a while. Because this guy was trying to give the pitch to her, and yeah. she wasn't having it. But I love it. she probably was shut pre- it down just immediately, or is it? No, she was oh. present. I'm sure she oh. was present with him and kind of joking around, but saying no. So like she, like she's my goal. Like I need to be like her. But I went over. I like crept over to the door and like opened the <laughs> curtain that my friend who pops in can't see through. I looked out there and they looked like they were laughing and I was just like, you know, fully in love with Shannon in that moment. And also I think that that guy had 
I don't know. I think that interaction with her was just 100% better than the first woman's interaction with me. Yeah. You know. Shouts to, shouts to Shannon. Yeah. (laughs) Shouts to Shannon. Timber, I'm falling. True love is a calling. Timber, I'm falling. In love with you. Well, Timber, I'm falling. Timber.